discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Ding Hung in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. Next up, get ready to dive into the wild world of new sports that took 2023 by storm, from stand-up paddle boarding to baduanjin, and that's just the warm-up. Join us on a special ride as we delve into the eight sports that own the spotlight this year. It's game on, and. Find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and any podcast platform of your choice. But hey, the party doesn't stop there. We want to hear your voice on our show. Got curious thoughts or burning questions? Record them and send them our way to EZFMRoundtable at foxmail.com and be part of our Heart to Heart segment now on Roundtable. As we gear up for the grand finale of 2023, We're not just reminiscing about the classics. Nope, we're diving headfirst into the coolest, newest, popular sports that stole the show this year. From stand-up paddle boarding to pickleball, I have to say I'm struggling to keep up. But my friends are here to help me, so let's go down the list. The most popular new sports of 2023 starts with stand-up paddle boarding, or SUP, S-U-P. Yeah, so we are talking about a water sport born from、uh, surfing in Hawaii. It combines surfing and skating, and basically people can you know stand up on boards that are floating on the water and use a paddle to propel themselves through the water. Sounds really cool. Although I have not tried it, but really, if opportunity rises, I would like to try one day. And that's the most popular sport in Beijing this summer. Remember、uh, on that little river of Liangma. Liangma, yeah, like、uh, yeah, especially during COVID. And what are some of the other hot new sports out of these eight that have stolen the spotlight in 2023, Josh? Well, there are several.、Uh, of course, frisbee is one of them.、Um, there's another one that is called urban axe throwing. This is where participants throw axes at wooden targets. Probably my favorite out of this list. Um, we also have, have baduan jin,、uh, which is one of the most common forms of Chinese qigong.、Um, land surfing, which is a board sport which combines elements of surfing and skateboarding. There's also one called spike ball,、um, which is also known as round net, and this is where it's kind of like volleyball, and you have two teams and you have to sort of bounce the ball off a trampoline,、um, which has become very popular on social media. I've seen a lot of videos of this. Yeah, so we still have、uh, things like、uh, pickleball or archery tag. Archery tag is a gameplay that is a combination of three other main sports, including you know dodgeball,、um, paintball, and archery. It's very very fascinating. Mm, and in Chinese, it's called Gong Fang Jian. I have to say, neither the Chinese or English register with me. <laughs> That's how <laughs> out of it I am. And also, explain to us a little bit more about pickleball. That's been all over social media as well. Yeah, so it is a racket or paddle sports in which two players or four players、uh, hit a perforated hollow plastic ball with paddles over a 34-inch high net until one side of the、uh, contestants is unable to return the ball, or when one side is beginning to、uh, commit an,、uh, let's say, infraction. 
Uh, we are talking about a combination of elements of tennis, table tennis, badminton, and it can be played both indoors and outdoors. Wow. Okay then. Not sure I'm gonna try that one. But Josh, you mentioned. I think you did that the urban axe throwing sport uh, is、mm. the one that you you like the most out of the eight,、um, and why? I think that I probably have a lot of aggression and unworked out <laughs> stress、yeah. trauma、Ditto. in my life, and so I en- I enjoy sports like this.、Uh, Apparently. I don't know how authoritative this is, but、uh, some people actually go on a first date doing this. Do you think that's a good idea? That would win my heart for sure. <laughs> If anybody ever wants to take me out on a first date, take me axe throwing. <laughs> And、Sounds、wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ding Hong? Out of these sports, have you played any of them? Yeah, no,、uh, none of them. But yeah, I feel like uh, this uh, stand-up paddleboarding (SUP) is、mm-hmm. something I would like to try in a lake or in a river with fantastic water quality. I would really like to try this SUP thing. It's、right. uh, fascinating. Okay, and Josh, have you tried out any one of these that you've actually done it? No, not a single one. <laughs> I have tried. It's called land surfing, but I've. Tried mountain boarding, which I think is a similar thing. I、What's、used to do that a、boarding? little bit. Well, it's basically like a skateboard, but the wheels have tires on them, so you can do them off road.、Oh. You can go down a hill、um, that has on it or something like that, and like go over jumps and things like. Quick、this. question. So I've tried mountain boarding. Do、hmm? most people come out of it in one piece without bruises and scrapes? <laughs> no. You have to be prepared to、okay. get bruised and and cut a、oh, bit、no. to do that sport. I think. Okay. But you know, it's still very healthy and exhilarating. So I think if you wear the right equipment, the most you'll get is. I mean, obviously, I am not selling anybody that you're not likely to have a serious injury. the The risk is high, which is why they're called extreme sports. But the reward is, of course, the. Incredible adrenaline that you get from doing it, which I think is definitely worth it.、Mm, well, that's debatable, and I,、oh. for one, have not tried out any of these sports either. So, does this make us sort of a lousy bunch?、Um, <laughs> but after some investigation, why do、um, some folks pick up these sports and、um, are actually quite dedicated towards them? Well, I feel like it's、uh, one way to relieve your pressure or some of your negative emotion. Like activities like、uh, frisbee, paddleboarding, land surfing,、uh, they represent a new urban sports trend among the younger generation. I think、uh, one study I have looked into is that、uh, those born after 1990 generation is the driving force for outdoor activities, and、mm-hmm. women in general are another. Driving force.、Uh, I have also learned about the case regarding a particular 28-year-old girl who early on lost both of her legs in a in a very tragic, you know, car accident. Then she decided to try land surfing because the board of land surfing、uh, does now require 
foot paddling instead. It only relies on your upper body movement for gliding. You know,、mm-hmm. so this girl, which we would assume to be very unfortunate, she ended up making many like-minded partners and friends. And despite some of her really severe、uh, physical challenges. Life can still be enjoy enjoyable, and the friendship she gained through a shared love for this particular sporting events, land surfing, has brought a new vibrant chapter to her life. Yeah, well, Josh,、um, what do you see as the reasons that draw people to these new sports? Well, I think that sports are. Popular for many reasons, but I think that ultimately all of us probably have a desire to do sports in some way or another. I think that all of us, or most people, want to socialize. I think people enjoy being active, being fit.、Um, maybe some people are, are listening, saying, "No, I don't enjoy all of these things." But I think that we do all enjoy being with people who are like-minded and share similar interests. Most people, anyway. And I think sports offer that. I think sports. Offer a really healthy, positive, active community that、um, makes it easy to socialize, makes it easy to make friends, and easy to talk to. But the problem is, is that most sports are quite difficult to participate in. They can often be quite intimidating, or they can be, you know, many people that do them might be doing it at a really high level, might be too competitive. It might be a bit cliquey.、Um, people might have a lot of knowledge about them because they've been doing it their whole life and. I know this because I play one of those sports, and I've been playing football since I was little, and I still play football competitively. And I'll be really honest: if you just wanted to come and have a try, it wouldn't be very welcoming. As much as I'd love it to be, it just wouldn't be. If you didn't meet the level, or if you were maybe a bit timid and weren't open and confident speaking with people, you'd probably have a really tough time, which I think is pretty rubbish, you know. And I think that a lot of these new sports. They're much more welcoming. They're much more social, and I think that they can. They still have a competitive edge, but I think one of the reasons that they've really boomed here is because they seem to be much more accepting of all levels, whether you've tried it or you haven't. Maybe one of the reasons for this is because they're very new, so they haven't had enough time yet to develop into those、um, other kind of sports. Maybe twenty years from now, if some of these sports are still very popular. It might be different, and it might be just like the other sport, and they might be more cliquey. But I think that's one of the really big reasons why they've been so popular.、Mm, yeah. So I guess the question remains regarding how popular or how enduring will their popularity be? I guess maybe the trajectory of, say, frisbee can provide us with some valuable insights. According to Baidu, search. Interest on this platform about frisbee surged from mid to late May in 2022, peaking in early July last year, only to steadily decline thereafter. And by 2023, frisbee surge hit an all-time low in search interest. So I guess、um, over the long term, in the long run, the success of any particular emerging sports would rely on, say, aligning with the broader public interests, fostering a healthy, you know, industrial ecosystem, standardized rules,、uh, professional coaching, training, etc., etc. Yes, indeed, and、uh, I have to admit, I kind of got tired of talking about frisbee last year.、Um, I'm glad to see that. Oh, we don't need to talk about that too much anymore.、Um, we'll see what happens next. But yeah, like it seemed like it was 
the only sport that everybody was buzzing about. And um, with some of these sports fads, I suppose, they come and go. And some will stay. Josh, do you see which one of these might have more of a lasting power in that sense? Or also, this is breaking the fourth wall a little bit, but uh, Josh and I had a little chat, and I understand that you're a purist when it comes to sports. Um, Does it bug you when I keep on saying that, oh, these eight sports, or do you see them differently? Um, It doesn't bug me too much. I think that in some ways I am a bit of a sports purist, but another way to say it would be that I'm just a bit of a sports snob, really. (laughs) Um, I've been playing sports all my life, and I think that I probably need to be a bit more open-minded to some of these new sports because I do think they are sports. But for me, the essence of sport is competitiveness. So... I think that that distinguishes maybe a sort of outdoor activity to a sport. I think Mm. in sport, there needs to be tough competition. So some of these sports maybe have less so. Frisbee seems to be one that's, I don't think this is particularly new. This has been popular in a lot of countries for going on 20 years now, ultimate Frisbee. So for me, if I had to say one of them, um, if I had to uh, be an AI language generative model and guess which one's going to be successful, I would say Frisbee would be my guess. All right. You're listening to Roundtable. Coming up next, let's have a moment of heart to heart. You ask. We answer. Roundtable. Heart to heart. Now we dip into our mailbag and respond to your emails and voice memos. Uh, Firstly, this is from our listener, Spencer. You asked, what's the TV series that Xingyu recommended in last week's Heart to Heart segment? Well, let me tell you, I suppose. It is called This Is Us. These three little words, look it up and hope it helps. Have fun with it. Secondly, Carl, presumably from Guangzhou, enjoyed a previous discussion on Discover the Charm of City Walks and wants to shed light on geocaching. What the heck is geocaching? Have you guys heard of this? Ding Hong and Josh? No. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies. No, but no. Uh, well, I think that geocaching is something, is it like a treasure hunting thing, like an yes. outdoor activity yes. of sorts? In essence, geocaching is the process of hiding and locating small containers using only GPS coordinates. Geocaching is a type of global treasure hunt of people looking for caches or hidden stashes of objects. And the main point of geocaching is to get more people outside and to introduce them to the world around them. And there's a website, just look it up, it's on the internet, and you'll find out more of geocaching. It's kind of like an official activities website. So thank you so much, Carl, for putting geocaches on our radar. And when you're city walking in this new place or it could be you know your backyard of your hometown or whatnot geocaching is maybe something that you can find like-minded people who are enjoying this activity together it sounds like quite a blast and thirdly our longtime listener song wei blew us away with his photography chops and deep thoughts a few months ago 
He's back, and he has dropped another gem in our inbox. Hit that play button, and let's hear him out. Hey, Roundtable, it's me again, Song Wei from Lanzhou. It's been quite long since I received your special gifts mailed to me: a niche CGTN bookmarker, a nice-looking gourd-shaped sachet of embroidery with long dark blue tassels on it, and most surprisingly. A commemorative notebook with Heyang's autograph and handwritten blessings for me. On my WeChat moment of July the fourteenth, I posted the pictures of gifts from Roundtable, which harvested quite a few thumbs up. I regard it as one of my most beautiful moments in the whole summer of the year 2023. I cherish your gifts the way I treasured collection of letters from friends back into my college days, when correspondence. Used to be something like an emotional bond between friends and beloved ones. Speaking of which, I remember a quotation commonly cited when describing how people in the past used to lead a life with everything being pretty much slow-paced. "Quote unquote." 从前慢，车马邮件都慢 Hard to define how long ago could it be called in the past. For me, radio is something that belongs to both. The past and the present. To say it belongs to the past, I mean the word radio involves subtle elements of nostalgia. To say it belongs to the present, I feel lucky to be a listener of your show, as long as I want to, without any restrictions of time and space. I always think of you guys at roundtable, the way how images of my old friends may often come into my mind, though we never met in reality. But only heard each other on the air. I could very easily recognize who is who when hearing guys talking, including some hosts who visit the show only occasionally. It's an amazing experience to visualize what comes into my ears. In the last part of your show on July the seventh, Heyang read her translation version of Pu Shu's song "Chong Chu Ni De Chuang Kou," followed by the original singing version of Pu Shu, which Heyang said. She would like to play as a gift for me, in particular. It is really a big surprise and such a big bonus. Heyang, how do you know I'm a super fan of Pu Shu? Plus, me myself has been engaged in the field of lyrics translation for quite some time. Up till today, I have translated 150 songs from Chinese to English. There's a long list of singers my translation has covered, on which. Pushu is one of my most favorite. Attached to my voice memo are some of my translated texts, in which my translation of "Feng Huang Hua Kai 的路口 by Lin Zhixuan is the latest one. I'm planning to get a monograph of lyrics translation published at the end of next year. By the time of which, I will have finished the translation of another 150 songs. It will be my great honor. If I could get any of your comments as the endorsement for publishing, in my last audio clip featured on your show, Li Yi said I was such a good photographer, and asked if I could share some skills of photography. I'm so flattered, and my answer is yes. But do you mind if I friend you on WeChat? Just kidding. I'm not a professional photographer in any sense, but I really appreciated that you enjoyed my shooting. Among all genres of photographic settings, I like scenarios of nature best. Again, 
I get some photos attached to this voice memo. Some of them were taken here in Lanzhou, and the rest of which in Sanya, and on the island of Malay and Halavili of the Maldives. Hope you would enjoy every sunrise and every sunset. Take care, my friends. Hello, my friend Songwei from Lanzhou. It is so great to hear from you again and to receive your email with so many goodies attached to it. Josh, what do you have to say to our lovely listener? Well, I think that it's pretty amazing that you're able to translate these songs because, as somebody who works in music myself and is familiar with,、uh, I think lyrics at least in the English language, I know that it's very difficult to do so. I know that lyrics. Are quite complex, and the poetry and style of writing can be very varied and even very abstract sometimes. And there are even lyrics in one's own native language which aren't、uh, fully understandable, or their meanings are multi-interpretational, or something like this. So I think that the translation of those into another language must take a lot of time, care, and effort in order to understand both languages and try to find the true meaning, which I know is. While true translations are very difficult, especially between languages that are so greatly different, being Mandarin Chinese, I presume, and English. So I think that that's very impressive, and I think that it's great that you plan to、uh, publish your translations next year. So good luck to you, and I really look forward to reading them. I think that what you're doing is really admirable, and I must say, as a musician myself, I appreciate it very much. All right. Yes, I've had a quick read, a browse of some of Song Wei's、uh, literary translations, and、um, I, I really like them. And I will unzip that compressed document and send you some of the lyrics by Song Wei, who's translated them in such a professional and very beautiful manner. Ding Hong, so what do you have to say to our listeners out there? Yeah, thank you very much, and、uh, it's so nice to be able to meet you here on air,、uh, Mr. Songwei from Lanzhou. When you were talking about, you can recognize somebody, other host who visits this show from time to time, occasionally. Are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> anyway,、um, so I, I guess basically we are、uh, looking at, or we are talking about a person who has a great love and a passion for. Songs, lyrics, translation, photographing, etc., etc. I think, in a word,、um, it's a great passion and a love for his life. Keep your passion and keep your love. That's really a difficult thing to do in reality, but keep that up. Yeah, having a hobby and a passion. These are the things that keeps us going. Because life can be difficult, and sometimes we really need to divert our attentions to these things that truly makes our souls sing, and find respite and rest and just a moment of comfort. And that's really important, I think, for the well-being of anyone. And Songwei, I absolutely adore the photos of Lanjo, Senya, and the Maldives. You love the sunset, Songwei, don't you? Your spectacular photos of the sunset on different beaches around the world transports me to a scene reminiscent of popular South Korean drama, The Glory, or Hei An Rong Yao. By the way, 
it is the third most viewed Netflix original series of 2023. In the show, during the most challenging moments, an older auntie, who's also a domestic violence survivor, gazed out of the window, witnessing the most majestic and enchanting sunset, and said, this is a Chinese translation, 什么破玩下,很美成这样。what darn sunset still manages to be so breathtakingly beautiful? Your images embody that sentiment for me, serving as a powerful reminder. Sunsets mirror life. No matter the storms of the day, sunsets whisper a reassuring truth that even in darkness, there is an opportunity for a stunning finale. Thanks for connecting with us. Your loyalty lights up the airwaves for us. As a token of appreciation, here's another incredible tune that I saw you've translated some way by Pushu called Yin." Hear the wind sing to carry you through. Here's a fun twist. I suspect it's no coincidence that this happens to bear the same title of the debut Haruki Murakami or Tsunshang Chunshu in 1979. So let's dive into the enchanting song of Pushu with this unique fusion of literature and music. Pushu, Tieting Feng Yin, or Hear the wind sing. And that brings us to the end of today's roundtable. Thank you so much, Ding Hung and Josh Cotterell for joining the discussion. I'm He Young. We'll see you next time.